Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the bear, and specifically, we're going to be analyzing the very first image of the bear, the opening sequence of the pilot. We're going to be talking about the power of the first image, the importance of the first image, and how to make your first image work in your screenplay. The first image of your script is is actually the most important image in your entire script. And that's because It's the only thing that you know absolutely everybody who starts your script is actually going to read. When a covered reader reads your script, they are actually making the decision from that very first image, is this going to be cool or is this going to suck? Am I going to read or am I going to skim? Am I excited about this? Or is this just another script I've got to slog through? When a producer reads the first image of your script, from the very first image, they're asking themselves, is this script for me? Is this something I'm going to want to make? Is this strong enough that I'm actually going to want to take this script home as opposed to all the other ones on my desk? Is this the one that's most likely to actually be good? Now, this may seem like jaded Hollywood BS, but it's not. Because the first image is also the image that the audience uses to decide, is this show for me? Is this movie for me? Do I want to stream this or do I want to flick to something else? Netflix has actually proven that audiences make a decision about whether they're going to watch your show in the first 10 seconds. Think about that. The first 10 seconds. And yet, despite this, so many writers throw away their first image. So many writers don't understand that the first image is the moment that actually pulls the reader into the script. If you're enjoying this podcast and it's helping your writing, you can find a full transcript of this and every podcast on our website for free, writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast, as well as information about our online classes, our one-on-one ProTrack mentorship program, and my answer to film school, my masterclass. So come check it out. And I look forward to working with you. Now, there's also another reason why this is so important because The decision to buy a script, to option a script, is an emotional decision. Um, You may think that people are buying your script because it's four quadrant or because it has this element, and that's a part of it. But someone's actually buying your script because they had an emotional experience that made them say, I've got to do this. I need this. I I absolutely need this. You can think of your first image like the first moment on a first date. Um, You might have a lot of stuff that comes after that first image, but that first image is going to determine the way that the reader feels about the rest of the script. Everything else in the script is going to happen in relation to that first image. I'll tell you a story about this. Uh, Many years ago, I used to direct uh, off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway theater. And 
I realized very quickly that when people come to see off-Broadway off theater, they are not expecting to have a good experience. When people come to watch off-off-Broadway theater, they're actually coming to support their friends. Most of your audience is there as charity. And what they're really doing when they sit down is they're going, please, 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 please let it not suck. Please let me not have to have this negative experience where I've got to pretend to have liked the play and act supportive of my friend. Please let it not suck. They are not coming into an off-off-Broadway play going, I hope this is awesome. I can't wait for this incredible experience of entertainment. No, they're coming in already a little depressed. And this is true for almost every reader of a screenplay because there are so many thousands of terrible screenplays out there. And I'm not talking about screenplays by new writers. I'm talking about bad screenplays by writers with agents and managers and credits and all that stuff. People who are throwing crap against the wall to see if it sticks rather than writing from their heart and from their passion. If you're a coverage reader, for every thousand scripts you read, maybe one of them is good. As a producer, the scripts get passed up to you, so you're reading more good ones. But out of probably every hundred scripts you read, one is good, right? There are so, it's so rare that we actually get to read a great script. And so what happens is we come to the script a little bit jaded. We come just like that off-Broadway audience going, oh God, please let this not suck. I really need this to be good. I just worked all day. I just worked for 12 hours and I'm taking the script home and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna read this script before I go to bed. Please let it not suck. So here's my trick when I directed off-off-Broadway. Usually when you walk into an off-off-Broadway theater, you walk into a room with a couple of chairs and some black boxes, and that room basically screams at you, this is not really a play. This is going to suck. So what I would do is I would spend a little bit too much money on the set, a little bit of a disproportionate amount of cash on the set. And what I would really think about is what is the stage picture that the audience is walking into? Because remember, off-off-Broadway theaters don't have curtains. They, you're looking at the stage. So if you arrive a half hour early, you've got a half hour to look at a bunch of chairs or to look at something cool. And what I realized was that if you just gave them that something cool to look at while they started, while they waited for the play to start, that they would have a better experience for the whole rest of the play because they were set up to go, oh, I thought this was going to suck, but this looks cool. Maybe something interesting is going to happen. Maybe this is going to be fun. Maybe this is not just going to be a support my friends experience. Maybe this might actually be entertainment. So that's the last thing I want you to understand about your first image. Your first image is your opportunity to say to your audience, maybe this is actually going to be good. It's a window through which your audience, your reader, will experience everything else in your script. 
So if you throw away your first image, if your first image is average, you're setting expectations of average. But if your first image is great, you are much more likely to have that positive reaction to all that other great stuff that you have built in your script. And this is why you should spend a disproportionate amount of time of your time budget on that first image. You should work those first couple lines of your script until they feel like a poem, until they're so freaking beautiful, so compelling, so interesting, so specifically your show or your movie that it almost feels like the show could never have happened without it. If you're enjoying this podcast and it's helping your writing, please follow us, like us. If there's something you would like me to talk about, my social media is in the bio at the JK studio. Leave a comment and your topic just might get chosen for a podcast. So now you understand the commercial reasons why your first image is so important. But what's also really cool is that your first image is important structurally. So let's talk about the first image of the bear. What we're about to watch in The Bear is basically eight episodes of a migraine, headache-worthy experience, right? Everybody is yelling at each other. Everything is falling apart. Everybody is under so much stress all the time. It's the most stress I've felt watching something since Uncut Gems, right? You literally feel like you have been dropped into hell. And we're about to be dropped into a very bleak landscape, a landscape that doesn't necessarily promise where this series is actually going. And if the writers, if Christopher Storer and Joanna Callow had just started by dropping us into this naturalistic kitchen, there's a good chance that we might have tuned out. Not because the writing isn't brilliant, not because the performances aren't brilliant, but because the show is hell and it feels like hell and it feels so dark and so uh, uh, agitating that without that spiritual feeling that the first image gives us, we might not know that there's any hope in this show. We might not know that there's a deeper spiritual message. We might not know that there's something transcendent in this show that goes beyond just the hell of the kitchen. But instead of starting with the hell of the kitchen, we start with this beautiful image of this bridge at night. And our main character, Carmi, the bear, is walking across this bridge and at the center of the bridge is a cage and Carmi approaches the cage and we can see that he's terrified and he says I know I know and he opens the cage and the bear walks out approaching him and this surrealistic expressionistic image adds a layer of feeling of the bear and it makes a promise to the audience. First off, we can already see how this image of the bear is so much more interesting than just starting with the image of Carmi in the kitchen. We can see that 
this, the image of a chef in a kitchen is something we've seen in a thousand shows. But the image of a bear in a cage on a bridge is an image that we've only seen in this show. And so this is the first thing you want to know about your first image. If you have seen your first image in another show or in another movie, it is not a first image. Uh, or at least you can know it is not a first image that is doing its job. Because if you show a producer, ma manager, agent, star, coverage reader, an image that they've already seen before, the first message that you are giving to your audience is, this is going to be like something you've seen before. This is going to be derivative. This is going to be normal. Now, that doesn't mean that every show needs to start with a surrealistic image. Um, your show can start, there are all kinds of images you can start with. And even if you're in a really naturalistic world, just by drilling into the specificity of what does Carmi look like in front of that stove, sure, you can make that image really specific too. But your first image cannot be an image that has been captured exactly this way in a script before. So you're going to keep working your first image until it is something that the audience has not seen exactly this way before. And when you do that, it basically says to the audience, hey, pay attention. This is something special. It says to the reader, hey, snap out of your depression, your funk, your jadedness. I'm about to show you something beautiful that you have not seen before. The next thing that this image does is it instantly launches us into who this character is. So this is the next thing you want to think of in your first image. Um, and if your first image doesn't have your main character in it, that's okay. You want to look at the first image of your main character as well, because uh, the first image of your main character is the image that's going to decide if your A-list star decides to do your show or not, if they decide to read the script or, meh, I've seen this before, this, just like every other script I get sent. You got to look at the first image of your movie and the first image of your where your star is introduced. But in this case, the star is introduced in the first image. And it's really interesting because the Carmi we're going to get to know is really locked up emotionally. Right, He has a really hard time expressing himself emotionally. And he's instead really just locked in and trying to make the kitchen survive. And really, until episode seven, it looks like everybody around him is dysfunctional. And he's just kind of this quiet interior man until episode seven, when we get to see this other side of him that is the bear. But the first image we see of Carmi here he is making a choice to approach and open this cage. And he is terrified. And he is also trying to comfort the bear. I know, I know. And so something really interesting happens. We get a juxtaposition of two different elements of this character, right? So just like we're getting a tonal juxtaposition between the first image of this guy approaching the bear and then the first image, the naturalistic image of Carmi in the kitchen, we're also getting this juxtaposition of one aspect of Carmi, the part of him that is afraid. 
and this other aspect of Karmi, this part of him that is bottled up. So this is something else you can think about in your first image is the way to do that is to make sure your first image isn't still. Um, or if your first image is still, make sure you're cutting to an, uh, an image where your character is making a choice. So if you do that same thing and you just have this beautiful shot of Carmi on a, on a, uh, a bridge with a, a cage, it's not going to do the same thing as watching Carmi make the choice to approach that cage, to open that cage, to allow the bear to come out and to try to soothe and comfort that bear. If we don't do that, right, if we go still, if we have images where the character isn't making choices, right, we're not getting the full power out of our first image. So now this doesn't mean, does every image need to have the main character in it? No. Does every image need to have a choice? No. But you want at least movement. You want storytelling in the first image. You're not just the cinematographer making it look beautiful. You're a screenwriter. You're a storyteller. You want your first image to capture the who, the how, the what of your character, of the world, of your script, of what your movie or show is about. If you're enjoying this podcast and it's helping your writing, you can find a full transcript of this and every podcast on our website for free, writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast, as well as information about our online classes, our one-on-one -on -one pro track mentorship program, and my answer to film school, my masterclass. So come check it out. And I look forward to working with you. So you want to think about number one, has somebody seen this first image before? If they have, then your first image is not specific enough. How do I make it more specific so that they've never seen it exactly in this way before? Number two, what am I revealing? What am I learning about my character that's compelling and interesting? How am I capturing the character's how through the choices the character's making? Or if the shot does not include the main character, how am I capturing the feeling of the story, the feeling of the world. What's the storytelling that's happening in that first image or that first sequence? The next thing we want to think about is what am I cutting to from that first image? Uh, sometimes the way a great first image works, as in the bear, right, is we start off with this thing that gives us this powerful, surrealistic, expressionistic, transformative, transcendent, magical moment. And then bang, we are slammed into reality. We are slammed into one of the most naturalistic shows we've ever seen. Um, we are slammed into not the hell of expressionism or surrealism, but the hell of real life and real people and a real restaurant that's really struggling. And a bunch of people who are working across purposes with each other. And you can see what happens. Though that juxtaposition gives you not just the feeling of one piece of the show, but the feeling of the whole show. Just in that first cut, we're actually able to tell ourselves what the show is going to feel like. 
And this is so important. I can't amplify this enough. People want to feel a certain way when they watch your show. Now, not everybody wants to feel the same way. And even the same person doesn't want to feel the same way on a different day. Sometimes we want to laugh. Sometimes we want to cry. Sometimes we want both. And when, when we're in the mood for the bear, what we want is we want to be trapped in hell, but we want to believe in transcendence. We want to believe in hope. We want to feel somehow crawling towards purpose through the hell. That's the feeling of the bear. This juxtaposition of this horrible trapping reality and this desire for transcendence existing simultaneously. And that's the next thing that the bear does so successfully, just in that very first image, is that it captures the whole feeling of the show from first image to the first cut. Um, and just to be clear, when I'm talking about first image, sometimes first image is literally the first line. Sometimes first image encompasses the whole first sequence. Um, so I'm using that term lightly, but I'm really just talking about what's the first thing we see? And then where do we cut to? And how in these two, two moments do we capture the feeling of the show? We want the whole feeling of the show on the first page. We don't need every element of the show. We don't need every detail of the show. We don't need the hook of the show, but we need the feeling because we need the audience to say, do I want to watch this or not? Interestingly, though the, though the bear gives you a lot of the same feelings you have when you watch Uncut Gems, the feeling you get from the bear as a whole is not the feeling you get from Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is just pure hell. But underneath the bear is a dream of transcendence, is a dream of meaning, is a dream of love, is a dream of making order of the chaos. And you can see how that is in the bear. The next most important thing about your first image is not about selling your script. The next most important thing about your first image is actually about the structure of your script. You see, the first image gives you a place to navigate from. If you have not locked in the specificity of your first image, then you are going to have an extraordinarily hard time building structure. Not for your audience, sure, for them too, but for yourself. If you don't know where you started, it is almost impossible to map your journey. And if you start somewhere normal and average and not specific, it is almost impossible to map any kind of specific path for your character. It might not be until you write that scene with the bear that you realize that my main character is scared. It might not be until you write that first image that you realize that your main character is the bear. It might not be until you write that first image that you realize that your main character's journey is to unlock the cage that he's put himself into. You might not realize as you write, until you write that first image, that your character is both terrified of the bear is both terrified of letting himself out of his cage 
and is also on a journey towards self-acceptance, understanding, towards being able to say, I know, I know, to himself. It might be that until you write that first image, you think you're just writing a show about what hell it was to work at a restaurant, to try to start a business, to try to fix something that was broken when it felt like no one else was helping. It's not until you write that first image that you realize that actually this is not a story about hell, but this is a story about transcendence. And if you look at the structure of the bear, you'll see that we build from that first image at the very beginning of episode one through the moment in episode seven and tiny spoilers ahead, the moment in episode seven where the bear is let loose, where where Carmi's dreams for the kitchen are actually coming to light and he is destroying them with the bad aspects of the bear in him, with the rage, right? And we have that in the very first image because when he lets the bear out, he goes, I know, I know, and the bear goes, And by episode seven, this is where we're building to. We are building to the moment we have watched Carmi work and try and be patient and Try this strategy and that strategy and keep on trying to hold it together against all of this. And he has, he has built it. He has created a system. He has the team working together. He's inspired them with meaning and passion. He's done everything he wanted to do. And he has the success before he's ready. And he gets a review before he's ready. And he has more orders than he can handle and the bear comes out, all the rage comes out, all the things that he has been trying to contain and hold inside that cage come out. And we watch Carmi self-destruct, not only for himself, but for all the people around him who he has built up over this time. And as we start episode eight of The Bear, you can see that again, we're building structurally off of that first image because it's in episode eight that the bear comes out back. We come back to that image of him on the bridge. But we're going to get more than just the bear. In fact, we're going to see the bear. He imagines himself in a a cooking show. And behind the teleprompter, we see the bear. But the bear is also present through the end of episode eight, because it is in episode eight that his feelings about his brother and that complicated relationship with the brother who killed himself finally comes to the surface. And it turns out to be the brother who, even though he's gone, finally gives Carmi what he needs to open that cage and actually step into his own dream and his own power. So you can see all of the bear, including the title, all grows from that first image. Does that mean you know the first image when you sit down to write? Maybe, maybe not. But it does mean that you start with a specific first image. Never allow your image to be vague. Keep on looking and looking and looking with more specificity until you see something that surprises you. 
until you see something that grabs you, until you see something that captivates you. Because just as that first image is going to be the window through which your reader, your producer, your agent, your manager sees your whole show, it is also going to be the window through which you see your whole show. It's also going to be the image that tells you, get excited about this. It's also going to be the image that tells you, this is what the show needs to feel like. If you want to learn more about how to build structure organically, how to find these kind of moments, and how to build from the first image to the final image of your screenplay, you should check out my Write Your Screenplay class. It starts up this fall. It's online. It includes a one-on-one consultation with a professional writer. You can check it out at writeyourscreenplay.com W-Y-S. And as always, you can join us for free every Thursday night for Thursday Night Writes, our free screenwriting class, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Come join us, writeyourscreenplay.com slash Thursday.